What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the motherfucking Fight Club. And as always, first rule of Fight Club is to go down, like, and subscribe. And the second rule is to go fuck yourself if you didn't. But this is Paul, pick on when I'm Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's that boy, Kev. Water boy, so boy. I actually rapping in the pizza and dinosaurs because that's all you eat in life. And dog, uh, they bring a UFC to my backyard almost. Like that bitch around the corner. They pulled all the way up to Orlando. And Paul, tell them the story about the tickets. Man, like he said, it's our backyard. We Florida based baby. And Lando's nothing but a, a hop jump skippy away. And we were about to slide and it was like a hundred and something tick dollars for some decent little tickets. And it didn't have many names. I think RDA and Brian Barbarina were the only two only names on this card, really. But then they added Wonder Boy and Holland. Then they added Ty Tuivasa and Sergey Pavlovich. Then they added Jack Manson. Match now they start adding fucking Clay Gouda to the mix. Prices jump all the way up to like four hundred dollars for those same tickets, bro. And it, it, no way of us going for that, but we'll, we'll still uh we'll still be watching there at home and in all this glory. Nah, man, no cap. Next time then. We gonna catch one though, cause they just had one in Jacksonville. You know they got a million motherfucking UFC fighters that live in Miami, so we gonna find somebody. We gonna go to one. Yeah, I mean, like, and they stacked this card too. I'm gonna, real quick, cause we're gonna talk the fights on the main card, but just a shout out to the prelims. You got Nathan Levy, who's uh, seven and one, and he's being some good ass names. Tracy Cortez, Brian Ortega's lady, who's also ten and one. Taking on Amanda Rivas, eleven and three in the women's division in a pick 'em fight. Mark DeCasey's wrestling ass versus Michael Johnson's wrestling ass. Clay Gouda, whose hair is longer than mine. Old Grizzly Bears fighting, and so it's deep on the fucking prelims. Like this is gonna be packed for fucking uh, great ass fights. Oh yeah. But as always, y'all know how we get into it. We get into the nitty gritty. We talk what y'all want to talk about. We're gonna talk. Arguably the three best fights on this card right here. Get into the heavyweights, as I'm shocked it isn't the co-main event, but Tai Tuavasa versus Sergey Pavlovich. Tai Tuavasa is a slight underdog, plus 180 to Pavlovich, minus 220. Tuavasa coming off his loss to Cyril Gaon in the epic war that happened in France. And Sergey Pavlovich coming off his first round TKO over Derek Lewis, where some people felt like it was stopped a little early. How do you feel about this fight, Kev? I think it's a very good matchup just off the fact that Popovich is looking like a dog, real stampede, rolling everybody. And, like, you could say that he, um, the fight got stopped early, but, like, and if you could, I'm looking at it right now. Derek Lewis was coming up, but, like, he wasn't doing anything at the same time. So it was like, those are some hard hits, and they were eventually going to, they were going to start stacking up. And then tied to a Vasa show that he, oh, he's a dog. Wait. He lost, um, like you said, he lost in the fight to Perry, but it was a war, and he wasn't going for shit. And he beat so Derrick Lewis, got, too. He knocked him out, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I felt like Derrick Lewis was winning that fight in the beginning, low-key. <laughs> I think Pavlovich, it wasn't even a question of Pavlovich's past. But I respect this fight. I think it's going to go – this is going to be a really good fight. It's going to be a stand-up bang-out, and it's, it's tough to make a pick. And I really want to pick Sergey Pavlovich, but like I would love to see another shoot. Oh yeah, bro. And uh, I mean, look at the last five for. I mean, shit, I might go bigger than the last five. One second, because the last five for both of them, all KOs. 
the last one, two, three, four, five, last six fights for Tai Tuivasa ended in KO. And the last one, two, three, four, six fights of him ended in a KO. All his, though, in the first round, Sergey Pavlovich. So he gets you out there quick. I don't, I, but as a dog, I like Tai Tuivasa in this fight. I, this is honestly a pick up. I've seen what Tai, tai Tuivasa's chin is what I think is going to propel him. And the fact that he's him and gone went for three rounds slugging it out. Like, like at times, the Tai Tuivasa looked like he was about to go down. He found another gear. Kept it going, throwing the same amount of power from the first punch to the last punch. Sergey Pavlovich, I've only seen him in one round, every fight of his, and I think Taito Vasa might be able to withstand some of the punches and like make it through, make it into second and third round. And I, I don't know what Pavlovich. Maybe he gasses out. Maybe he is only good for like that first round. He hasn't hit those deep waters yet. And I think that's what it, it's crazy to say, but Taito Vasa's experience, I think, is going to help him win this fight. I like Tai Tuivasa. I think he's um, and I really think he's either the third. He's probably the third best heavyweight, in my opinion, maybe fourth. After Naganu gone, maybe there's somebody I'm forgetting. Not not Tom Aspinall, but I think Sergey Pavlovich. I think um Sergey Pavlovich is um he's coming up in the ranks, and I wonder if I knew more about him, I would literally pick him just to be on opposite. I'm gonna take Tai Tuivasa, but I really think Sergey is coming in the with the heavy hands that he hit Derek Lewis with. I think he's really coming in to take over this division. Yeah, Curtis Blades. I mean, uh, I think he's finding someone too in the heavyweight. So it's deep right now up there. Uh, yeah, no, but both on Tai Tuivasa. We're hoping to see a shoey. I mean, Orlando is gonna go absolutely electric if he gets the shoey out. Next fight, another fight that I think is going to be absolutely electric, and I'm so happy it's on uh, the fucking main card, let alone the co-main event. Brian Barberina versus Rafael Dos Anjos, a.k.a. RDA, where Brian Barberina's plus 400 underdog to RDA's minus 550 right now. And just if y'all don't know, Brian Barberina, he his last three fights, all three wins. RDA's coming off of uh, his loss to Rafael Fasiv, where he got KO'd. But then he came off the the Moicano win where he looked like a fucking unstoppable force is beating the shit out of him. So we got to see two different sides of him. But Barrena, I mean, he KO'd Robbie Lawler, got the split decision over Matt Brown, which was a war. The Namus decision over Weeks, which was a, he was putting out to onslaught of uh, vicious fucking elbows. And, like, was, he's just a fun-ass fighter. And I just I see this shit as being a brawl. Like, I see RDA welcoming the brawl, and we might see a uh, RDA Moicano type of fight, or we might see a Brian Barberina versus Robbie Lawler type of fight. Someone's walking out Slade. That's so interesting that they really put um. I would have never guessed it um, RDA to be a minus 550 against Barberina. And I actually thought Matt Brown beat Barberina, but Barberina's still not no slouch. He was trading them, he was okay with taking one to land one. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's gonna throw. He's gonna come with the pressure to RDA. I think RDA is gonna press, press him, put the gas on him. But Barbara is not no hoe. So like, 
I want to take RDA, but I look you want to take Barbarina or some and, dogs. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I think RDA should win this fight. But when I saw that fucking plus 400 next to Barbarina's name, as a betting man, I you do not miss this <laughs> opportunity. All right? <laughs> put the little bit on that plus 400, right? Even put a little bit on KO, which might be like plus 1,000, like the way these odds are looking. Just because if it gets into a slugfest, Barbarina could take some shots. And RDA is older. And who who knows what could happen? Coming off a KO loss already. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I might have to take Barbarina on some dog shit. I think I I think I made up my mind too. I think that's what I'm gonna go with as the betting man. I I can't walk away from plus four hundred on a a well known dog at buying Barbarina. And then on to our main event, which is almost a pick'em. Kevin Holland versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Where Kevin Holland is a slight favorite, minus 160, to Thompson's plus 135. We haven't seen Thompson since 2021, where he lost to Baloo Muhammad. And, I mean, Kevin Holland's been very active. This will be his fourth fight in 2022. He had, like, four fights in 2021. So, eight fights within the past two years, absolutely nutty. But coming off his loss to Chemayev, where he got dog-walked, but then coming off of two really good wins when he did both at welterweight where he beat Cowboy Oliveira and Tim Means both finishes. So now we get to see him against someone who isn't at Chemayev's level, late minute, different weight class, all that extra stuff. We get to see him actually at welterweight again against a highly ranked welterweight and fan favorite here. How do you feel? I mean, I look at the last fight with um, Chemayev versus Holland. That was just some beef shit. Beef got handled, beef got squad, when boy shook hands. This is gonna be I've never seen this Wonder Boy fight. But he's being some of my favorites. Like he's beating Luke. He's beating um who else he beat? He beat G off Neil. He beat uh Jorge Masvidal, where he does absolutely does out P and this is twenty seventeen Jorge Masvidal. He uh some of the older names, he KO'd Johnny Hendricks. He beat Rory McDonald. He beat Robert Whitaker back when Whitaker was at welterweight. KO'd him also. Like First round KO. Like I said, his stand-up game is legitimate. A lot of seven KOs in the UFC. He's fought for the title twice, lost both of them. Uh, well, first one was a draw to Tyron Woodley. They ran it back, and then uh, he lost the majority decision. So it wasn't even that bad of a decision. So I mean, other than his, uh, if it wasn't for his two back-to-back L's to Gilbert Burns and Baloo Muhammad, I would be feeling real good about him. But it's kind of like you lost and we haven't seen you all year. Like, what, Have you been honing your skills and getting right again? Or I don't know. Have you been sitting on your rank this whole time? I don't know. Damn, sitting on his recall. You couldn't call him out for ranks, Hey, you can't. If, once you're a top ten fighter, I need you to be more active than one fight a year. Especially if you're not like projected to be a title fighter soon. Like, bro, you better give up that spot to somebody who is fading. That's mm, real. But Kevin Holland's a dog. He has a great style, and I like his um. He can take it to the ground too, can't he? Yeah, he can take it to the ground. I think he got his brown belt or purple belt, BJJ. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be he can he can um stay as long as he stays. I gotta oh my. Uh, I'm watching a fight. Joe Quinn both Bucky right now. Joe Quinn is strong as fuck. But um, as long as he um keeps his distance, uses his reach, and just hits him from different different um makes just switches it up, and never stays stagnant and keeps the movement. 
I don't really see nobody beating him. I can see him really going to the top ten in this division too. This I think this if he wins this fight, he I think he's top I think Wonderboy's sitting top ten right now. So he he should jump up into the top ten. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if he keeps his distance, but I like Kevin Holland, but also I remember watching Kevin Holland also struggle against the more elite fighters in certain categories. Mm-hmm. And Wonderboy is elite on the stand up. He he outclassed Vincent Luque. So I it's like it's just like if he still got it in him and Holland just wants to stand up with him, he might have a hard time, especially in a five rounder. I mean, they both have the gas tank for five rounders, so that just shouldn't even be his edge. But oh, this is I mean a great main event. Anytime it has you like this, you know it's a good main event. Yeah, that and it's been a minute since we've done some UFC picks. Like I'm really, if it wasn't for Kevin Holland being my dog, I'd really be torn on this one. Fuck it, bro. One of them got a hit, right? Give me all three underdogs. Give me the Wonder Man himself. Ah, no, nah, I can't say that. Yeah, give me the Wonder Man himself. Fuck it. Give me Wonder Boy. I want to say Kevin Holland because I once he moved to Welterweight, I have been on his hype train. Like, yo, this is his white, the right weight class for him. He should be able to dominate, get to the top 10. I'm just mad it has to come up against a, a, someone like Wonder Boy. So I'll, I'll take the dog here. I can really see... Holland struggling to find his range against Wonder Boy, and just to go to decision, and Wonder Boy wins on points. You know how I feel. You don't get better after not doing something. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's been trained though, or is he not been like in the gym uh, for like these past eight months? Like, I don't know his complete mindset, but at the same time, he's the Wonder Boy. I gotta go with him. We'll see. Ed, the UFC, they have some shit on YouTube. There's like a 30 minute um, clip, like the journey for them boys. So, like, they're making this, they're trying to make this our UFC Orlando shit a big deal. Shit, it is a big deal, brother, in our backyard. Oh, but nah, but man, we made our pick. We shouted out the prelims. Any any final thoughts you have on this, Kev? Man, it feels good to do another UFC episode because, like, they've been slowing down for a second. So, it feels good. The next time they have UFC Orlando, we motherfucking go in there to vlog and stream out. Facts, hundred percent facts. But as always, if y'all didn't know, this has been Paul Pick and Win on Contra. That's been Kev Waterboy Savoy. We broke down UFC Orlando for y'all boys. Be there December third, twenty twenty two, Orlando, Florida. Prelims start at seven. Main card at ten. Hopefully there'll be some shoeys. Hopefully there'll be some upsets, and hopefully it's a fucking banger. And as always, this has been the Fight Club Totally Blitz podcast. If y'all didn't know, we don't mind telling you that you's a bitch. Ah. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you could call them.